I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games. Hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasilo and with me as always... G'day Tommy, it's Ben Vanell here. I'm in a very Australian mood today, I wonder why that is. Well, who, Ruben? Me too, <laughs> wouldn't you know? How about bloody that? I'm skipping and dipping. <laughs> Hooroo's goodbye, so are you just out mm. now for yeah, the rest of the pod? Yeah, I'm not into this Australian yeah. shit. Yeah, <laughs> not The for first me. thing someone says to you after you greet them, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Hooroo was like, like Aloha. Where it's both I don't Hooroo Hooroo I've mainly seen it as a goodbye In fact, I've never seen it as a hello I don't know if I've ever heard someone say it sincerely in real life Yeah, good point Yeah, true You know what I mean? I feel like it's having a bit of a renaissance at the moment But it's it's an ironic kind of <laughs> uh, usage sure. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. yeah, the same as like sick has become <laughs> really entrenched in my everyday uh, v- v- vocabulary mm-hmm. Yep Which is hate that I had to think of that word. Vernacular, <laughs> I was but, probably what yeah, I would have gone with. But vernacular... Well, That's your gonna... day-to-day colloquial vernacular, right? But th- your vernacular, <laughs> I think, is more like when viewed from above, like a sociological thing, like the vernacular mm. of this area. I don't know if I would say my vernacular. Ben vernacular. But it's in my <laughs> vernacular. Something is... Oh, shit. <laughs> right? That's it's my, you, that's if, you my turn, if you turn into a vampire... <laughs> That's what you're calling. Oh, yes. yes. Ben Vernacular. <laughs> I want to it. have some uh, words that I use in certain situations. <laughs> Contextually appropriate, but otherwise I wouldn't uh, perhaps <laughs> use them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. The that reason- was a great impression, Adam. Hey. Hey. That's uh, Scary David. Like Larry David, if he was a vampire, mm-hmm. yep. I could do a vampire pun based on anyone's name. What about Ty the Tasmanian Tiger? Ty the Vampire Tiger. Yes. Okay, yeah, that's yes. good. Ty the Tasmanian Vampire. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got multiple. I could do infinite for any name. Okay. Yeah, we played Ty a bit Ransylvania. of... Oh, that's Shit. good. Mm. Well, we played some of that game. We found... You can go watch the video, but there's a video... Because they refused to release Ty the Tasmanian Tiger in Australia. We did, made a video playing it to see why. Yeah. yeah. 20 years YouTube this week channel. of the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, that's what... being it, released. It was a reply to that tweet from Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo mm. were like, what's your favourite memory? And I came across a tweet of a, uh, a developer who had replied to them and said, my favourite memory of the Game Boy Advance is when EA told us that they would not release our Australian-made game set in Australia starring an Australian native animal into Australia. Mm. Uh, which seemed insane to all of us. <laughs> yep. yeah. So we we just spent about 40 minutes playing it and riffing <laughs> over the top of it yep. and we had a fucking good time doing it. Yeah, it's a surprisingly good game. <laughs> yeah. We we crossed international borders yes. to get our hands on this game. Yep. Mm. I went to France. What? And I shouldn't have. Yep. No, it's not no, the no, time no. of year or, you know, in the history of the world, 
now's not the time to go. Mm. So but I did it for the sake of that video. Yeah, so check it out. A lot of work went into <coughs> it, obviously, because it never came out here. Uh, we downloaded a ROM and then we had to take yep. a laptop onto international waters yes, so that we exactly. weren't breaking the law by playing yeah. it. So yeah. but we've unfortunately, invested a lot of time and money into this video. We went to all that effort, but we did end up playing it on an oil rig. <laughs> and people were watching, so we might still be in trouble. But yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a fun video and it's up on our YouTube channel now. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you, you, you had a Game Boy Advance? I Adam? had uh, a Game Boy Advance. I had a black one, mm. one of the original ones without the backlight, and I loved that fucking thing. Hell of a fucking console. Man, mm. so good. Did you have one, Ben? No, I did not. That, no. So I reckon the Game Boy Advance was the first time I came into contact or that I can even think of where backwards compatibility was a thing. Oh. Because you could play every Game Boy game mm. and every Game Boy Color game on it. Right. I can't remember a backwards compatible console. I guess the PS2 was actually. That came out before the GBA. Yeah. Yes. Right. But so it it was uh, such a powerful th- seeming thing for mm. a handheld at the time because it was close enough to feeling like a SNES right. that you could hold, which in 2001, if it's 20 years ago, mm. was crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, mm. and a little, a little more, a little more powerful than the SNES too. I think it could do slightly. It was like weirdly different. Like it was better yeah. at some stuff and worse at some other things. So it kind of looked a bit like a Master System or something. Like it had that little extra level of shading and texture to the pixels. I don't, I don't know. It's, a lot yeah. of a lot of the games look a bit weird because they were made to be very bright and kind right. of the colors mm. look washed out because of that original one not having the backlight mm. and then the resolution was a lot lower than it would have been on like a SNES because it was a tiny little screen yeah, yeah but you could you could do kind of like more sort of faux 3D yeah. polygonal stuff that right. I think the SNES couldn't do there so are I, like full on first person shooters and stuff yeah. on the Game Boy Advance mm. so it had that stuff and then but then like the, the music the sound chip was like a little worse so yeah. sort of back and forth in, but crazy for the time to hold so it so I right. got one I don't know if I got it day one but I definitely got it very very close to launch if not day one right. The clear purple oh. Looked great uh, Two launch games uh, Super Mario Advance Which was just Mario Brothers 2 I ha- That was oh. my least favourite thing About the entirety of the Game Boy Advance mm. That every Mario game Was just a remake of An old they, SNES Mario game Or yeah, NES Mario game They ported right. I think Two, three And then World and Yoshi's Island I think in the end. Yeah, I think it was Super Mario Advance 1 was Super Mario Brothers 2. Yeah. Super Mario Advance as, 2. As in Doki Doki. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literature Club. Then <laughs> Super <laughs> Super Mario Advance 2 was Super Mario World, which is right. the fourth Mario game. Yeah. Super Mario Advance 3 was Yoshi's Island. And then Super Mario Advance 4 was Super Mario Brothers 3. Right. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> so I was thinking this last night. It's the only Nintendo console that doesn't have an original Mario platformer on it. Yeah, that's which true. Because right. biz- I remember getting it and thinking like, oh, yeah, cool, loved Mario 2. And, it, you know, it, it was cool to have it portably. And it was like kind of the SNES looking visuals of it. Mm, yeah. And I remember being very excited going like, oh, cool. They're going to make like a new like Mario World, like that style kind of a visual on it will look great. And nah. they just, it's so bizarre that they just never did that. They couldn't give yeah. a shit. Yeah. <laughs> they don't give a fuck about it. But um, I, yeah, I had that and I had Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Oh, nice. Which playing that on a handheld kind of isometric yeah. view, but it looked, uh, well, it didn't look, it felt the same. The environment design of the levels was kind of, it was all the same. The mm. levels were the same layout. You were just playing it from a different perspective. Yeah. And it felt 
awesome to play. Those were really cool ports. It had the Super Mario Kart that was on it. Yeah, I loved it. Final Fantasy mm. Tactics Advance was a one of my favorite mm-hmm. games. Those original Advance Wars games yep. Oh, yep. that right. looked really yeah. good and not like fucking flash game bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were great. Uh, so, and I remember the first time I played it was because my cousin had one and I was his younger cousin and I was playing his Game Boy Advance and I feel so bad about that now because I definitely would have been that cousin with a little grubby peanut butter oh, hand. Oh, yeah. Course, Accidentally deleting shit. his save. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's broken. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't even let me step on it. Um, uh, yeah, every now and then I'll kind of start looking around on eBay and go, oh, I should, I should buy one. You, know you should what, buy an old one and get a couple of the, like, the Advance Wars games. And you can get ones now that have like a backlit screen modded into that original Game Boy Advance yep. form factor too, right. like the SP flip-up one. So it's tempting as hell to the point where I did it. Oh, uh, really? I never touch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. I just know it's like when, I've, when we've been in Super Potato Band in mm. Japan, they have like tons of them yep. and they're and they're all like you know they're a little bit more expensive than they should be always like oh, a cool little knickknack to bring back from japan and mm. how cool to have a gba but i i just know in my heart of hearts that i'd chuck it on back at the airbnb for an hour and then yep. that'd be it yeah it'd be it'd be consigned to the drawer under my tv where i keep the snes mini yes G- gathering dust it's it's exactly that yeah but one day, <laughs> sure. one day I'm going to whip that thing out and play it for weeks. But until that day, maybe on your 21st birthday, Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, happy Easter, Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> and happy Easter, PlayStation. And happy birthday, Game Boy Advance. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I felt yeah. guilty for not saying it to <laughs> yeah. the Game Boy Advance. I'll tell you what's we, cool we got you what, what, what we, you always wanted, a playthrough of Tie the Tasmanian Tiger 2. <laughs> yes. Bush yeah. The 20th anniversary, it's not wood or silver. It's a playthrough <laughs> yeah. of a prohibited game. Oh, it's your Tie the Tasmanian Tiger anniversary. <laughs> wow, time flies. Uh, Disco Elysium and Tie the Tasmanian Tiger 2. Two games famously unavailable <laughs> in this country. <laughs> I actually lent my SNES Mini to a friend of mine um, so that he can play through the classics with his, I believe, four or five-year-old son. Right. And I get little updates from him. He's like, yep, we clocked Donkey Kong Country. Now we're uh, on the Mario World. It's pretty – so, yeah, it was kind of gathering great. dust for me. And then mm. I was just chatting to him. He's like, oh, I'd love to I'd love to get one to introduce my son to stuff. I'm like, I kind of just play all that stuff on the Switch now. So you can, yeah. just, you can just have mine for a bit if you want. That's so. like the Mozart in the womb. Of <laughs> video games, yes. Give that kid a proper appreciation so they can understand the crazy fucking amazing places the video games have gotten to. That this week, especially, I think mm. uh, I am excited again by the concept of video games. Not that I wasn't, mm-hmm. but like E three, you're very aware, which was last week, obviously, of like yep. how excited you you are looking forward to games. Do you know what I mean? You're sort yep. of analyzing it in yourself a little right. bit, uh, so it makes you. But the, yes, the more you think about. Um, Game trailers and anticipating games. The more you realize, like, I just watched a what I watched a bunch of ads and um, got sucked into a, a you know the marketing hype cycle. And, yeah, even the um, ones that you are excited for, right. it, it 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 sort of quashes that a little bit. It diminishes the amount that you're able to enjoy that because you're. Uh, maybe it's only when you're recording a podcast about them, but you're viewing yourself from the third person almost. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? You're not yeah. in there enjoying video games, but there are really fucking good ones being made. Yes. You sound like you're having a great time. You must be considering making your own games at this point. Uh, so not every video game is great. <laughs> <laughs> I would ca- like if I were to consider making my own game, mm. yep. Game Builder Garage on the Nintendo Switch 
wouldn't be the worst place for me to start right. if I knew nothing. Right. right. This is a game that came out about two weeks ago and it's sort of it sort of feels like it's under the same umbrella as the Labo. It's like it's not yeah. announced in like a main Nintendo. They just kind of announced it out of the blue. It's more for like a, a, a parent to kind of sit down with their kid who's got like a maybe expressed a bit of an interest in like, oh, how does all this stuff kind of work? Exactly. Mm. For that kid, this game is perfect because right. it does that very Nintendo thing of presenting the concepts to you with personality. It's all tutorial, mm. the first bit. There's a whole lot of tutorials that are very straightforward yep. of... Uh, teaching you how this game's uh, representation of logic systems behind video games works. Right. So you've got these little boxes that all have their own little personalities. They've got a face on the top, so there'll be like a little uh, joystick input box. Right. And that one will be like, hello, I'm the joystick box. If the joystick moves, I'll know about it. Right. And I'm willing to tell others. Okay. And you're like, okay, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> That's okay. kind of scary. But then you've got uh, another box, which is like the character player box. Mm-hmm. And if you link the joystick box to the character box, there's an input there for move left and right. Yep. The joystick will move the character left and right. Yep. Pretty straightforward, right? Mm-hmm. Why don't you just do the entire tutorial on the pod? And yeah. Then anyone yeah. can make a game now without having to get this game. We could. <laughs> If you've got to spare like 11 hours <laughs> because that level of simplicity carries on for maybe an unnecessary amount of time right. where as it's introducing these concepts to you, it becomes more and more frustrating for me at least to have to go through the maybe a little um, a, a, a little too simplified motions right. of building your first game. It does seem like it's a bit more child's utility than something like uh, Mario Maker, which is, you know, still very, like, fun and, and, you know, has, yeah, has an element of being able to get lost in making the levels. And also you can just get on and play other people's. You can pretty easily get in and fuck around. And it's also probably... Best suited for people who have been playing Mario for 30 years. Yes. And are like, I know how to subvert the existing level yeah. designs yeah. and stuff like that. And, and being being given access to this toolbox is very yeah. exciting after having just been a spectator for so long. And yes. that's the thing. Part of the fun with Mario Maker was experimenting and figuring out how different things interacted. Yeah. Right. That's not what Game Builder Garage is about. It is telling you exactly how everything works and then telling you three more times so that you know. <laughs> you can. It's quite powerful. People have made recreations of Doom and Grand Theft Auto and all that sort of stuff. I've not seen any footage of this game or any game made in it. If you wanted (laughs) to do that, you could go to twitch.tv slash Adam Knox, real and official, (laughs) where I played a bit of it. I'm just going to Google it. (laughs) I saw, yeah, someone made a little Sonic level. Uh, Someone made made Doom Eternal. And look, they're not high quality. If you were to buy it as a product, you'd be livid. But... (laughs) Yeah. In the same sure. manner, if you could as get away with that as the maker of it, then good for you. Sort of like Dreams was, which none of us I were really into. Yeah, bring up Dreams. It, it it makes a facsimile of this other type of game that you're trying to recreate. Yep. To a, a, a you know the limited degree that it can be recreated in. Game, Game Builder Garage, Garage right. seems like it's a little bit at least more transparent in that though. Like Dreams, yes. I think we felt like it was really going. This is a game changer. You can you, literally a game changer. Yeah. You can you can do anything. You can create anything. Yeah, we'll allow whereas, people to tell stories that have never had access yeah. to game building technology before. Yeah, and game builder garage a little bit more like, oh, you're a kid, fuck around, you know. Y- yeah, Sorry. make a make a joust, make an arcade yeah. game, make a. Um, yeah, I remember Dreams had that very detailed watercolory um, story that you could play through. Yeah, 
that was like the best thing that was made on Dreams. You know, no one ever yeah. came close to making anything like that. And we haven't checked back in for more than a year or whatever. Maybe I've there's watched some, some videos awesome stuff now recently. Um, I think because I watched um, Dunky playing it, and then right. I was like, oh, I'm going to see if anyone has made anything good in it. Not really. Sure, it's a lot of Sonic games and stuff and like that. This is kind of that, but it is more. Exactly as you say, openly being like, I am a tool to learn how to make video games. And it's not how to learn how to make video games. It will teach you the processes of logic that uh, underpin the design of video games. Right. So you're not learning to code. No, no, no. The whole game is like step one in learning about making games. It is a visual representation of how to design like some design concepts behind games. Yeah. Which is cool for what it is. And the tutorials Mm. are... Pretty easy to follow because they are laid out there really like with with the personality, which is fun mm. at first, but then becomes grating when they are taking a long time to tell you something that you know that they're getting to. Right, you're, you're 31 like, and you decided long ago that you don't want to actually be a game developer. <laughs> or maybe I would, but I don't want to be a game developer starting from the point that a child would start out. <laughs> right, you're just like, right. let me at it. I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. Let me get into the thing. Let me yeah. make my porno game. I'm <laughs> right. an adult. Yeah. <laughs> let me make strip poker on <laughs> yeah. Nintendo Switch. Let me make a, a remake of Samantha Fox strip poker. Yes, exactly. But it seems like it would be a great thing for you're a parent and you've got like maybe a 12-year-old who's very right. interested in games and has expressed an interest in yeah. maybe being interested in doing that when they leave school but they're not quite at coding level mm. yet. You don't want to let them loose on the PC and just, yeah, yeah giving them the, the very formative steps of, well, if you're not into these logic systems, you're probably not going to be into all the other side of it. It 100%. seems like it'd be a great thing to buy a, a child that's in that very specific position mm. that Completely. I just mentioned. Yeah. Well, and there are other... There are, there are, Bits of software like Game Maker or RPG Maker and things yeah. like that yeah. that are more advanced versions of the concept behind this. Mm. And ultimately, Unity is yeah, yeah. this, but it's not gonna. It's a you know development tool. It's this is step number one yeah. for uh, a beginner, beginner, beginner. Yeah, and it is a nicely depicted and uh, presented version of a tutorial about the concepts behind game design. Yeah. I will say. Another big part where it fails for me, other than the sort of pace of it, which maybe I found a little bit slow, is that you can't browse levels. It's got all that Nintendo fucking bullshit. Yeah, of yeah. You need the, to look up the level codes on another website right. to be able to get at them or whatever. You can do what you can find them how you want. But right. Nintendo's like, you, you, fuck you, we're not helping. Which right. speaks even more to the fact that, yeah, this is a child's utility to fuck right. around. I was going to say, like yeah, you Mario get your mum and dad to, to Google the... And it's not necessarily that it's for codes. children. Like, it, uh, if you're in the mood to relax and, and go through these tutorials a little bit and take your time with it, which, of course, you need to if you're going to make a game. Right. So I'm probably just too impatient for this. Mm. But if you have that patience and mm. that drive more than I do... This is a. It's it's nicely done for what it is, but don't mistake it for being something other than mm. a tool that Nintendo have made to teach the very very basic fundamentals of game design. Yeah, it's co- it's cool to kind of realize that games is at such a big point now that a company yeah. like Nintendo, right. who typically go after the most broad strokes they possibly can, are like, oh, I guess there's merit in having a, a little tool to teach to teach kids about how right. games work. It's mm. cool that, I mean, something like this existing when I was 11, I would have frothed on it. Yeah, like, absolutely. Say, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, criticizing it as a game at all, I feel silly about, because so I'm kind of not, right. because it's like saying, 
oh, well, this two-hour video tutorial of how to use Final Cut is boring. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, but if you want to make movies, that's <laughs> interesting No, I got three minutes in and I just wanted to make a movie. Yeah, like, I get it. I get what you're trying to say <laughs> is put something cool on screen. Yes, I've got my own original fucking superheroes and I've got an entire universe laid out. Let me get to that point. No yeah. character development. The guy already knows how to use Final Cut at the start of the video. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it, it is that tool. And it is a basic tool, but uh, for the people who it's aimed at, it's cool. Mm. It's it's not bad, but don't go in expecting it to be Little Big Planet or Dreams or having. I don't know if the purchase would be worth it to see what other people have made. Yeah, you probably right. want to be interested in actually making your own stuff and learning. Doesn't seem like the community. There's not like a community of that's really kicking off in that way. Not yet, at least. Yeah, that, right. you've got the basic stuff where people recreate games other games in this game maker you know that's always the first thing that happens mm. how yeah. difficult or hard do you think it would be on game builder garage to make an additional dlc episode for a remake of a beloved <laughs> rpg from a couple of decades ago huh well <laughs> that sounds pretty tough to do honestly <laughs> because if you were going to do that you would want I mean, you'd need the power of a new generation of consoles Mm -hmm. and to lock it into that, Mm -hmm. even though you're reusing old places from the first game that ran on the old consoles. So, yeah, I reckon you could do it. Mm. Okay, great. Yeah, nice. (laughs) Why do you bring it up? (laughs) What goes for longer, the tutorial of Game Builder Garage or or (laughs) putting in the disc copy of Final Fantasy VII Remake so that it can copy onto your PS5 and then going into that copy and then downloading the PS5 upgrade. Yep. Uh, and then there's another step, isn't there? Downloading then, the PS4 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yes, so that you can port the save file mm-hmm. across yeah. and then have access to, on the eStore, the uh, new episode DLC. Yes. Right. Which Final you can- Fantasy VII Remake Intermission. Featuring you. Integrate? integrate is the upgrade. Oh, right. Intermission Tommy, is the you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasy <laughs> VII Remake Integrate is the name of the PlayStation 5 edition. Yeah, this would sound condescending if it wasn't so fucking obvious. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fucking mess. It took the way me that this half game. a day. And, like, you know, yeah. when you, like, got other shit to do, and, like, my internet is actually great now, so it didn't take ages to download, but it just took. Yeah. Way too long. I went in knowing that it was a nightmare, so it didn't take too long for me. I didn't have the, my disc copy of Final Fantasy VII. Right. Currently, I'd lent it to someone. So that is the other confusing bit, is that some copies yeah, of the true. game get the free upgrade to PS5, some don't. So if you got the PS Plus version of Final Fantasy VII Remake, you don't get the PS5 upgrade for free. you got to just buy the game again, right? But the right. PS5 version. So or buy, you've got to buy uh, the game at all. If yeah. you've got the digital or the disc version of the original, you can have the upgrade for free. Or you can buy the upgrade for more than the original costs. Right. Even though you get that upgrade for free. So I don't know what the fuck that's about. But and then the DLC is $30 though. Yes. 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 So I think the people who are really getting shafted here are the people who bought it on disc yep. for their PS4 mm. and then in the interim have bought a digital only PS5. Oh, yes. They can't yeah. get it. They have yes. there's no like which seems a real shame that there's no way of working out like a code like on the yeah. disc or them that yeah. that would really irk you a lot if you've if you've paid for the original but and you can't get the upgrade at all. Can't you can install 
the PS4 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake on your PS4 and do the save upload within the game on that. And then you could buy the PS5 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake again. So you could get yeah, your right. save over, but you're paying for the game twice. You still need to yeah, pay true, for the game. Yeah, you yeah, can't. Right. That's yeah. a problem with the, the, yeah. the concept of a digital only console in general, right? Yeah. Is that you lose. That's a real shame yeah. that they haven't been able to work out a way for those people because that's something that you yeah. perhaps wouldn't have known at the time. Yeah, anyway. Whatever it yeah. is, if you're interested in this game, A. You have to have a PS5. Mm-hmm. So the DLC is PS5 only. Yeah, It's yeah. not on the PC version of the game. It's not on the PS4 version of the game. You can only get this DLC, the intermission thing, which is Yuffie's chapter. Yep. Two chapters. Yes. Uh, you can only get that on the PS5. Yep. Which that also seems annoying because there's nothing in that we've... Or you and me, Ben, played through all of this. Yep. There's nothing in there that couldn't have been done in that original game it's a lot no. of the same environments and stuff no but it is um so i played a little bit of the actual game again right it does look perfect now the upgrade is really really good so that's yeah. some annoying stuff around the particulars of the real world purchasing the game and whatever yes. yeah. classic us we've spent way too <laughs> long yeah. discussing the process of putting the disc into the slot yeah that was the most ori- people are probably thinking like well yeah there's a way to get it and i'll get it if i want it <laughs> who cares yeah i can't get a ps5 for a year anyway yeah, right true, yeah. yeah so and by that time this will have been ported over because i reckon this is like yeah, a timed exclusive thing probably Absolutely. be crazy but so all that aside forget yeah. the real world stuff yeah. let's dive into the fantastical fantasy world of final fantasy 7 yeah how do they come up with this stuff <laughs> okay you can be fantastical but this is the last time <laughs> what it's the final time ah oh, final <laughs> Yeah. The look on your face. <laughs> well, because he, you know he, what you remember. He, he forgets what? what he said as soon as the no, sentence ends. It's not that. It's that the way you said it reminded me of a Jerry Seinfeld stand-up special from the year 2000 where he was saying was he 13. was going to quit comedy. It's called Jerry Seinfeld's Nanette. But yeah. it, he, he said he was going to quit comedy and this kid at a funeral asked him. It was like a funeral for Jerry Seinfeld's stand-up career. And oh, the kid yeah, goes, I remember this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the way you asked me, well, the way you said <laughs> this is the right. last time was exactly how Jerry Seinfeld says to that kid, I'll do stand-up, but this is the last time. Yes. Yep. It was exactly the same. <laughs> I thought so it was I thought you were referencing that fucking thing for <laughs> some reason. I thought it was a bit more the cadence of, um, I forget the actor's name, but uh, George Bluth Sr.'s uh, secretary uh, in, uh, in Arrested uh, Development. Yeah. yeah, Kitty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> oh, fuck I, that. So really confused me. <laughs> that Jerry well, Seinfeld concert. Well, it was definitely concert. Tommy's fault. <laughs> yeah. That Jerry Seinfeld concert. I remember that being on, and I remember it being simulcast on Triple M. Do you oh, remember really? that? Oh, Before wow. people had like oh. good quality audio in their house, so the only solution was, well, we'd better chuck the audio on the radio at the same time. That's simulcast. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Simulcast. Um, <sighs> yeah. The the game itself. Ignore yes. Seinfeld. Yep. Ignore uh, every other part of the real world sit yourself on a couch for about four hours mm-hmm. and jam through this game yeah well or you can dip into like i did the the original oh, yeah, game that's what we were talk to about. see how good it is because yeah. there yeah, was did you go and pick a favy mission or something like that i just started it again from the start oh, well, okay yeah um, i didn't bother uploading the save file and just did the train bit as right well. yeah. right i did stupidly i did the uploading the save bit Dipped in for 15 <laughs> minutes and then just played the DLC. Anyway. Yeah. So stupid. Um, <laughs> like getting halfway through cooking a meal and being like, I'm going to get some of Uber Eats. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've done that many times. <laughs> <laughs> 
it looks it looks pristine, like no textural yeah. issues, runs flawlessly, and I think it just makes the whole package even more fun because like. You know, the score was already fantastic. Yeah. The character designs are great. Um, the voice acting still strikes me the first time I play this sure. game and and the DLC. It's like, oh, that's right. It's a very certain style that can be a little grating. Right. I like it still, the voice acting. I, it, I it think never I like me it in the first one. After about 10 minutes, I'm like, right. okay, I'm, I've settled back in. Because you're right. The way this game runs now on a PS5 is crazy. The mm. performance mode thing is the one to do it on because it's... It wasn't 60 before, nah. was no, it? Okay. It was like a crawly 30. Yeah. Right. It yeah. wouldn't stick to that all the time, especially when you got... There's so many, you know shiny jumpy lights uh, mm-hmm. particle effects and bullshit yeah and they it just runs so smoothly now and so uh it looks so clean and and fantastic that game really looks fucking awesome yeah there's like a little bit of characters popping in in the distance that it's extremely nitpicky of me to bring up but all of those like texture pop in or missing yeah. texture issues from yeah. the original PS4 version are gone. Yep. That door in. is a door now. Yeah, like, yeah. it is. I, I wasn't crazy. Yeah, because <laughs> you can go to that door. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's so. And that's the the new thing as well. Is this Yuffie chapter? Yep. So the game looks great, and that original game is still fantastic, and you get that upgraded, which is nice. Yes. But then this new DLC is anywhere from like four hours to. A fair bit more if you want to do all the side stuff. Sure, yeah, play all the Fort Condor battles and stuff, yeah. And it's pretty good. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. Um, as an extension of a game that I already owned and had a you know 40-hour experience with. That's the thing, because going back to this after not having played the remake of Final Fantasy VII since it came out... Mm-hmm. Um, how do you find the combat stuff? That because I haven't been able to get into this yet. It mm. took me a fair but while to yeah. pick it back up. I was hoping there'd be like a little mini tutorial just to kind of refresh yeah. you at the start, but it it explicitly says on the menu. Uh, that's as far as I've gotten. Yeah, uh, it's like, <laughs> hey, don't do this first. It assumes that you know everything. And yeah, it this give is you any kind of help. Sort mm. of set maybe just after the halfway around the halfway point of yep. the main game. Mm-hmm. So I think possibly the best way to play this game would be there's a point in the main story that I don't want to say in case someone's not played it, but to get to that point, then go into this DLC. But then at the end of this DLC... Yeah. So I guess you want to play this after the game. It's a very side thing. And I think the stuff, the story stuff that crosses over, I viewed very much as like a fun Easter egg. It's it's not integral to the story in any way. It's an intermission. Integrate. (laughs) Intercourse. Oh, three course meal. More DLC. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, you definitely play it after the the main game. Um, But so being set kind of halfway ish means that the combat expects you to be. Halfway ish through the game, level of competent. It also it it, right. it uh, drops you in uh, when your player is at a, a certain level. Yeah, you're at level you know, you don't start at level zero or yeah. something. Right. Um, it does give you a little um, tutorial on Yuffie's combat specifically because she has a, a weapon that has a, an interesting sort of twist to it. It's very different. So you've yeah. got this like her ninja star thing. Yeah. And you can throw that out with triangle and then attack from a distance by pressing square, or you can then press triangle again to warp to the enemy and then attack them up close by pressing square. Yeah, or if you just press square from the start, it's just like you have a sword. Right. Right. So when you're attacking from a distance, it'll do like an additional sort of magical elemental damage thing as well. 
and it but took me ages the, to get my head around this. Me too. Well. I found this the the only element of this DLC that I didn't just immediately click with, right. click back into. Because that that combat, we all loved it in that original game, mm. but it's very complex uh, and it's quick and it expects mm. you to be able to do it fast and to be able to move around and dodge during it, which I'd really gotten out of the uh, rhythm of. I think genuinely, yeah, the only aspect I had any difficulty with was that weapon specifically. I right. think I found it quite... Yeah, quite easy because you can just pause essentially during combat. And yeah. I just kind of pick that stuff all up again. You want to just be hammering those special abilities as they come up. It was just the dodging again. I've forgotten how yeah, to do. Yeah. So those early like wolves that mm-hmm. are right in the first area were just getting me all the time. And yeah. I didn't quite. It took me a bit. But when you're back in, that combat is so fun again. Yuffie is a great character to play as. It's a really fun and different feeling thing to any of the characters from the main game. Mm. Well, we were mocking Ben before, but maybe that sounds like the right way to do it. Fire up the upgrade, go into the first little bit, yeah. do all the tutorial shit again. Sure, get yeah. Get around just yeah, the yeah. actual mechanics. Because, yeah, it really struck me. I, I It was one of those games that I felt like I've just got to I've got to have this on the go and right. finish this whole game at the exclusion of everything else. Because if I dip out of this for a month, yeah. it's fucking all going to leave me. It's but incredibly specific. Once you're mm. back, you're back. And then you get a, a, another character who's with you who you've got some... Uh, different ways of interacting with him in mm-hmm. combat than in the original. Where you you can't like switch to play as him, right? But you can press L two and you guys team up together, which gives you some different moves that oh, you're cool. able to do. Which I did when they like taught you how to do that. Yeah, and never again. I oh don't really? Think I ever used that in combat again after that? I really just pretended like I was playing right. the normal game. And just playing as Yuffie. It's kind of cool because there's a move you can do where he'll fling you at an enemy and then you'll attack them and then he'll get a full little action bar yeah, when right, that hits. Right. And uh, I, did, I think maybe the reason I didn't do this is because I found it very easy. Right. I played it. Is it the is the hardest difficulty normal? At the start, I think normal, normal. Yeah. There's like normal classic where it's more turn-based. But normal, normal is the hardest you can do it on it at the start, and then it unlocks hard after you finished it. Oh yeah, okay, after you finished it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I p- was playing it on normal, normal, and really, yeah, did not have a single fight that I couldn't get right. through. That last boss gave me a little bit of, yeah. little bit of, because, but, but anyway, yeah, I agreed that it's like, but it's so flashy and fun and well, satisfying again. It, I think, yeah, I was given enough with Materia and, and the normal abilities that I didn't need to to go into that sure. sort of team up stuff. But, yeah, it's still complex and has a lot of depth and allows you to play how you want and yeah. has the JRPG thing of, you know, your paper, rock, scissors, like, well, this element, you know, this magic is going to be good against this enemy yeah. and blah, 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 yep. blah. Yep. I think maybe uh, one bit where this is weaker than playing the main game is having a character in an RPG that you're only with for a handful of hours comparatively, like a very small ratio compared to the mm. original game you're not putting as much effort into upgrading their stuff you don't really yes. i didn't give a shit about what material they had as much as i did in the main game or their equipment because mm-hmm. i knew like well i'm basically at the end yeah, yeah so i'm not gonna go looking for the extra stuff that is the thing that makes like a hundred hour like really satisfying is like yeah. yeah getting near the end and you've got your head around the team and you've worked out your little like who your ideal roster is and yeah your original character just thinking back to like getting mm. demolished in the first battles and it's so satisfying to realize like oh yeah this guy's a machine now and yes, i think you notice yeah. the absence of that in this dlc i think so it it that element is not part of this dlc it's just telling a side story 
Yeah. In the same areas. Well, not entirely. The first There's half. some new stuff. Yeah. yeah. But you yeah, and it's fun to revisit those areas too. It is. You yeah. see those characters, you you like you run into fucking characters from the main game who are at a bit that you wouldn't have seen in the main game. Yeah. They're like talking about, oh, where's where's Poochie? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's it that's fun. And there's a lot of nice little side things. There's a board game called Fort Condor mm. that you can play a whole bunch of different people around the first town in and uh like i don't want to spoil any of it actually but yeah it, it's you that board game itself is fun enough yeah it's I, like a tower defense thing i really only played the tutorial level of it yeah um, not because i didn't like it but because i just wanted to play the real story right. yeah yeah those kinds of things are always like a bit yeah i always go i'll go back into this because i want to do the actual game sure right. i guess in four hours they can't have too much of that like bulk RPG no. stuff in it. And mm. also there is a whole other volume of this game coming out mm. that will be, you know, presumably right. 40, 50 hours or something. So it's like, you know, we'll we'll get that full and kind of experience in this world again. There's like in three about side quests time. as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, but so there's like, find some posters, play this board game and that little creepy sailor kid is back with his weird VR glasses. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and then, yeah, you're going through uh, playing as this character, Yuffie from the original, who I have no pre-existing opinion of. Right. Because I don't remember her having any sort of significance in the original game. She's optional there, right? Yes, exactly. Um, so as someone who bought a, a game guide when I was like 14 to play every inch of Final Fantasy VII, yeah. I was familiar with Yuffie uh, being an annoying character right? <laughs> who sort of has this great side story where she's kind of the antagonist in in her introduction to the party. Right. Um, and But like, again, because of that, because this is a character that shows up probably at the earliest halfway through the game in the original. It's just not someone you're as attached to when you compare them to like a Barrett or someone like that. Yeah. Um, but do you feel like it's kind of a cool, like do you have sort of a, as like a fan service thing of like, oh yeah, that's this is kind of a neat little side person from the very original game that they've fleshed out and given her whole thing. Like, yeah. yeah. You'd assume yeah. that she's showing up in the next one as well. I would, I would assume so, yeah. yeah. It seems like a kind of neat sort of Smash Brothersy kind of move of like mm. this, you know, very side, you know, sort of forgotten yeah. thing, like dust her off and put her in the spotlight kind of thing. And it's like a, a much like by the end of that first game, you're like, this is a new story that's yeah, about to yeah. happen here. This is completely different to anything from original seven. Right. This is all new shit. All the only thing is like, yeah, where she's from. Yeah. And I guess what she's doing, I don't even. But but she didn't do that in the original because you meet her after this point, yeah. Anyway, so and like, but in yeah. terms of like, sorry, not what she's doing specifically, but like what she does, you know? right? Like she's a ninja girl. She's, she's a ninja girl. She's from young, Wu-Tai. but she's like, I'm not that young. Yeah, and I, then and yeah. then the fact that Wu Tai is like at war, it's that's not so spelled out in the original, right? Final Fantasy VII. So it's like, well, some backstory is being. Expanded into something that again and in is a fun probably way. a new story. It's I didn't mind the characters. Yeah. I thought it, for for quite a short little story, it did it got in and did what it had to do and found an excuse to give you a very similar experience to the first game. Yep. In terms of the ending, especially. Yeah. Uh, and then it gives you a nice little extra bit of main stuff at the end. I don't mm. think that's a spoiler just to say. A, just a cutscene. Just a, a little, un, you know, not too much progression, but yeah. it really feels like a, a nice little bit 
to to have added on to this game. Like an intermission. Yeah, like an intermission. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a little intermission, just a fun little... Yeah, I, I liked um, it. That game is fucking awesome, so a yeah. bit more of it was nice. See, I was I, treating it truly like an intermission by not being in <laughs> the theatre or engaging with anything whatsoever. Yeah. I'm at the candy <laughs> bar. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Took a piss. It's a little short for 30 bucks. I will say. Sure. That's yeah. fair. 30s, yeah, getting up there for a DLC. Because yeah. there's a bit of that side stuff and you can, you know, it's... But yeah, I kind of agree with that. Yeah, it's never something I usually care about. The length of a game, I'm more... Like, I care more about the quality. Mm. The quality is 90% of what I care about. But it just and struck me as a little pricey for a, a two-chapter... Story. And I think that's maybe because a fair chunk of this as well is just sort of fighting through rooms with enemies in them. There's less of what made that original game great and it's yep. more of a linear combat guy yep. thing. And yeah. when it's a lot of the same assets too. Yeah. Like There's I think some if really DLC good new takes music place though. in a brand new environment. Oh, music. Yeah. Yeah, right. the, new the, music the, and the new area. Oh, it's like an area that you dig more into. Right. You see, you see places that you have A couple been. of new characters and yep. stuff like that. Like, it's all there, but it is, like, in a rush to get done. Yeah. I would bit. never... I, I Like, I recommend it Yeah, highly. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and that's the reason that I'm a little annoyed it's shorter than perhaps I would like. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, especially when it's just kind of combat scenarios like there's a bit where you're literally going on a platform between fights I, that is i'm glad you mentioned that yeah there is a lot of it that's like go to a battle arena go yeah. to this thing where you just play a series of fights so like and again, the fights are right, fun they're fantastic i loved the the combat and i loved the, the new tweaks to it and just getting back into like oh yeah you hammer that ability there and then you follow up with this like yeah. it throws a lot of fun combat scenarios at you but they are all they are largely walk into a room a and drab. have a, a, a series of fights. Yeah, but even so, if you like that original remake, play this yeah, as well. Absolutely, because even when you were doing the arena stuff in the original remake, it was a bit more contextual. Of like, right. I can't remember the exact setup, but it's like, hey, we got to win this tournament to get this thing or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. So you felt like there was a bit of, even though you're just in this same environment and it's just throwing waves at you. It's a bit contextual and it's like yep. you can buy in and go, yeah, cool, there's an objective here. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, I agree in games where it's just like room after room with no real sort of set dressing. It's yeah. a bit like but you a bit of a punish. Maybe wouldn't even mind if the combat in the game is really fun and fluid and the game looks fantastic and so you're enjoying yourself even when you're kind of fighting the same enemies you fought. You're not even thinking about it because the game mm. is so much fun. Yeah. Mm. So to go back to Game Builder Garage. <laughs> <laughs> masterful. Absolutely masterful stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. There's been two PS5 exclusive games that have come out this year Yeah, that are third-person platformer shooters that start with R. And for me, both of them have significant drawbacks. Right. Ooh, if you um, wanted to draw back the hair from <laughs> certain parts of your body before we get into those, would you have an option? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just—I'm never gonna fire. die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you certainly won't uh, grow too much hair if you use Manscaped's products. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how when you die, your, your hair keeps growing? Does it? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Your and hair and nails. nails. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh. Well, Manscaped can sort you out. <laughs> exactly. Dig Pop that coffin. <laughs> dig up some corpses <laughs> and give them a big old shave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we've already read this copy. I, you, like The last time we did an ad, I was so excited about the, the new puns that they did. Oh, the oh, Christmas, yeah. winter, not yeah. Christmas, winter. Also, we should point out, because we were segueing and then we went into the ad, yeah. Manscaped's products are not a PS5 exclusive. We no. should just Correct. make that very clear because yeah, yeah, I think yeah, people yeah. might get a bit confused and, and think like... No drawbacks. That was the other thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're drawing back your hair. Or you could draw <laughs> right. on the back of a piece of paper a note saying, look up Manscaped stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you okay, want you shave your back. Yeah, and then draw on it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yes. Um, so, yeah, this copy I've already read. Mirror, mirror on the wall, what is the best brand for my balls? A classic line. Yep. Yeah. Uh, snow white, white, white as driven snowballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, Snow That's White. That's what mine would look. Snow know. White and the seven balls. Oh, yeah. man, you need a couple of boxes of Manscaped stuff. You've got seven of them. Yeah. So, yeah, Manscaped. Appointment. Manscaped is the answer to that question I, I asked, by the way. That's the breast, best brand for my balls. Oh, right, mm. right. Um, what's, the breast brand, what's the breast brand for your balls, which is what you were about to say? Maybe... Um, Bonds? I thought <laughs> yeah. Bonds too, yeah. but... They'd be up there. Victoria's Secret. Oh, <laughs> there we course. go. Very sexy stuff. <laughs> Bras and things. Manscaped have, of course, sent us a bunch of products in the past. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it. This isn't just some, uh, you know, we're not just here taking the money <laughs> and giving zero no. fucks about the product. But no. to it be is clear... something that we all love and use and endorse. Mm. But we're also not just talking about it because we happened upon it. We yeah. are getting paid. Yeah, no, we are. I mean, yeah. hey, you can have it both ways. <laughs> and we're trying to with yeah. Manscaped. <laughs> yeah, no, they're good. They're, they're like, they're very, very high quality uh, pieces of um, merchandise. Yeah, and we've gotten a lot of feedback from listeners who've gone in yeah. and uh, used the code uh, who, who've all said that they've had a good time with the product as well. Well, code? Yeah. So what kind of a code do you get if you're looking for trimmers and such? Uh, filthy. Oh, yeah. What do you get for that? <laughs> uh, I was just making sure I knew what this specific copy was about. It's about the performance package, which is the ear and nose trimmer. Right, yes. which, which is great. I, surprise, surprise, use that more than the ball trimmer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's great. Uh, I think the first time we talked about it, we were like, oh, you, you're always a bit nervous about putting a electric razor up your nose. Yeah, a mm-hmm. rotating blade going near the inside of your body yeah. yep. is cause for concern. Um, well, not if you use Manscaped because it works perfectly. It's smooth. It's, you know, I think it uh, it has enough power in those blades where it's just like really buzzes it all clean. It's sharp, I guess. It, yeah. Everything that you want in something. <laughs> Probably. Well, yeah, I, I guess. I guess it's sharper. <laughs> Maybe those blades are dull but quick. Jeez. Talk like about me. having a foot in both camps. <laughs> <laughs> what, you want me to say it's not sharp? Come on. <laughs> no, those Just commit. T- <laughs> Just commit to saying that it's sharp. What's at stake? What's the risk here? <laughs> if anything, I'm going to say it better be fucking sharp. Yeah. I hope it's sharp. Ben had it nightmares is. of being on Media Watch <laughs> for saying that these blades are sharp when they get proven as being kind as of dull as they oh, okay. come. <laughs> yeah. So the performance package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. It's waterproof and it uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual blade system. And bullet points here says it's very sharp. Oh. So my fears are allayed. They're in the copy department. They're like, surely we don't need to emphasise that it's sharp. No one in their right mind would doubt the validity of yeah. that. We've written the word blade. <laughs> Do you think we need to put sharp near it? I, I don't know. I can see the track changes for this Google Doc and it says BV... 
stupid <laughs> add comment about sharp blade's just a synonym for sharp isn't it yeah. we don't Do we need, need to, to <laughs> or should we point out that it's for cutting hair that's the point 79% of partners admitted that Long nose hair is a major turn off, but don't just do it for your partners. Do it because uh, it makes yourself. you feel more comfortable, makes yeah. you feel trim and terrific. Who's don't the th- who's the 30%? That's who I'm well, more interested in. It was fewer. What was it? 71? 79. 79. Oh, 79. 21. Okay, 21. So 21%. That's still pretty high. Yeah, it's a lot. For partners out there that are like, love a bit of schnoz hair. Yeah. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't specify that the 31% loved it. Yeah, they just don't care either way. Yeah, they're neutral. Um, uh, oh, the bundle. So the performance package is a bundle that includes both the weed whacker and the lawnmower 3.0. Oh, nice. So that is the ball trimmer. Balls, butt and body. Oh, I guess they do specify body because we've talked about how we wish we could use it on our face. Yeah. I mm. guess the face is a part face of the Face is body. a part of the butt. Um, <laughs> oh, here's a line I don't know if I read. It's time to turn that gooch into Gucci. <laughs> Oh, oh that, now that I actually really love. Yeah, that's, that's fucking great. good. Uh, their copywriter deserves a raise. <laughs> they're, uh, they're quiet. <laughs> they're having fun. I re- I feel like they're just working around the clock. They're just in there yeah. just lo- having an absolute ball. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, oh Anyone shit. could do it. Turn, 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 you turn it into Dolce and Gabanus. <laughs> See, I can do it too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you get all that stuff with the with the package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get 20% off that package if you use your Manscaped thing to get 20% off nah. the package. Well, it doesn't take 20% off the act. It's not going to make your dick smaller. Yeah, true. Anything, we should make it bigger. That, yeah. Visually <laughs> bigger by having less. Okay, right, you right, trim right. the hair back. Add 20% visually to your package. We can't yes. guarantee that either. Now we're on Media Watch. <laughs> you get 20% off of the uh, the price of it, though, right? And free shipping? Yeah, and we can guarantee sharp blades. That yep. is a stamp of guarantee. Media yes. Watch is four Boom. hours this week as they dig into literally yeah. every sentence of this <laughs> so advertisement. Is this ad, so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, manscaped.com. Use the code FILTHY and get 20% off and free shipping. Please do it because we want you to have a nice shaved body, feel good about yourself, and support people who support us. Yep. I support the continuation of the Ratchet and Clank franchise. Mm. What actual number game is this? Eight. Let's figure it out. Ratchet and Clank 1. This is from memory, by the way. I'm not looking at anything. You remember there was Ratchet and Clank 1? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ratchet and Clank 2. Going Commando. Now, what? Yeah. This really is something yeah. that we'll get to because they've really, at a certain point, or with starting with the reboot in the US, right? They fall off this kind of oh, right. insane, um, giving them sort of yeah innuendo titles. Like so those innuendo Larry or something, but they right. those innuendo titles weren't the titles here. Yes, Ratchet and Clank Two was called something else mm. here, and then Three was called Going Commando. Yep. Four was Quest for Booty. Yep. Or maybe four was just Future, actually. And then five was Quest for Booty. Isn't one of them None Up of Your them Arsenal? Up Your Arsenal's already mm. happened, right? Three. Go and, uh, okay. Up, go and Commando go and, commando and up, your arsenal. up Your Arsenal. So that's the first three. They're on the PS2. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then you got Future on the PS3. You got Quest for Booty on the PS3. You've skipped... Some, I think. Oh, uh, there's like all side ones, like a racing one. Yeah. I think in the main ones is like the eighth or something. I'm bored yep. of this. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're bolded. Okay, there are side ones. Okay. Ratchet and Clank, then Going Commando, then Up Your Arsenal. Ratchet Deadlocked? Uh, is, it's I like a know. multiplayer thing. I don't know. They Fu- made a fuckload of them. Why is it called Future? Because it, I don't know, it was just on the PS3. Future Tools of Destruction. Yeah. Future Quest for Booty. 
Future a cracking time. It was like uh, they they kind of like zazzed it up. Yeah. So they called it Future. It was like, oh, it's more neon. Now. Yeah. Then I've got Into the Nexus. Yep. And I think that was the last one, excluding the remake. Yes, it it's is. funny they really they really painted themselves into a bit of a corner with the sort of cheeky, bawdy um, subtitles, yeah. and then just backed away from it. I think quite wisely. Yeah, almost immediately. They want to be a classy game franchise from yeah. now on. But so this has they been just put out Ratchet and Clank sucking my dick. Yes, now <laughs> and it is a hell of a game. So this, yeah. So I. Uh, the only one of these I've ever played is the one from a few years ago, which is kind of a soft reboot re- re- slash remake of, yeah. I think it's a combination of number one and three. It's got okay. elements right. of both. But then it's also not anything to do with this one. And it's also, mm. I think, uh, like some of the issues that I had with that original one, I think are down to the fact that it was also a film tie-in. Right. Yeah. They had to put all these elements in from the, this um, film that is apparently awful. Right. Who um, made the film? Uh, that's a really good question. I don't think it's any kind of like known animation uh, studio or anything. I did, so oh, wow, I'm okay. actually really hurt to hear what you just said about. <laughs> well, the you should film get better at made. making fucking movies. Yeah, I made a multi. <laughs> I made a internationally released. Look, <laughs> you're looking up if it was internationally released. I don't remember it coming out here. I think it did come out for like school holidays for like two weeks or something like um, that. But whatever it was. It's it's funny. I keep forgetting there was a movie because this new one felt like a DreamWorks movie. Yeah. Yeah. So the and this so this is the first one in the older series in that kind of continuity, I guess, in quite a time quite a long while. Right. Yep. It's been on ice for basically all of the PS4 generation except for that kind of reboot, which is yeah. a side thing almost. and that reboot mm. was really fun to play. Um, I And, yeah, for that reason, I was very, very excited for this one. It's a PS5 exclusive. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we have all finished it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only that, but uh, me and Adam have 100%ed it. Yeah. I can't remember. I don't know if I've ever done this with a game before. I've certainly... Finished it. <laughs> I've done that, gone for the... Yeah, gone for the hundred percent. Like with with a lot of Mario platformers, I kind of I I finish it and then I go back to do all that stuff. Right. But at a certain time, I just uh, I just drop off because right. it's you know you're having to like almost kill yourself down a cliff in order to get a hidden red coin, and at a certain point, that just becomes a bit busy work. But this was mm. like yeah, I finished it on eighty six percent, and then yeah, went back through last night and just right. grabbed all the last little yeah. bits and bobs, which are all pretty easy to you know they're all kind of like marked out on your map, so you just like right. zip around because you don't have to do everything, you don't have to upgrade every weapon and all of that. You mm. can do that to get more trophies and stuff. But yeah, the hundred percent that me and Tommy have done is like all the collectibles, just all the stuff. hidden sort of shit, right. and a yeah. lot of them are yeah they they lead you into like cool little new areas, and yeah, so the, the I think the main reason I did that was. Because because, yeah, it's just so much fun to play. It looks so good. It feels so good that it was just like, yeah, if, if fucking around and finding all this stuff is going to give me another, you know, three hours of mm. poten- uncovering potentially new stuff in this game, then, yeah, I'm going to do that for sure. I had the exact same fit because I loved this game way more than I thought I would. Right. I've kind of tried to play a couple of Ratchet Clank games in the past, and they've never really done it for me for whatever reason. I think I tried to play the first one or the second one mm. and tried to play Future mm-hmm. and didn't really gel with it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But this one, Rift Apart, I think, <laughs> oh, yeah. we, I don't mm. know if we actually said the name, is uh, so fucking good on basically every level. At the very least in just playing it is so much fun. Yeah, It is such a... Uh, smooth feeling just more-ish kind of game with like very simple shooting combat 
sort of stuff. You're, you're shooting a really cool variety of weapons mm. or you're smacking someone with a hammer. Yeah. And That's every, the whole game. Every yeah. new level that you're in, there's a little shop where there's been a new gun added to the roster that you can get. Yeah. You spend these little bolts that come out of enemies when you kill them to get the um, guns and then there's second set of uh, currency that you can use to upgrade the guns the more you use the guns that they kind of level up and which gives you more opportunities to like expand the things that they can do like the ammo they can hold and the or reduce the cooldown time or whatever it is and that's that loop is so satisfying and seeing it does kind of a really um uh it really hooks you in where it'll show you there'll be like a thing on the store page of of the gun shop of like this gun isn't available Mm. yet but so yeah. you sort of know, all right, next level, that's the one that's going to be unlocked. Like it really keeps you on the hook. And that thing of the guns leveling up and hitting a max of, you get them up to level five, the more you use them and hitting that max really encouraged me to use every different weapon right. a bunch, which I don't normally do in games like this. I'll mm. find a weapon that I like and basically use it forever because you get enough ammo. Right. But the ammo runs out quickly enough. You are forced, especially with bosses, to kind of, yeah, you've got to have, even if you really stick... To some favourites, yeah. you sort of have to have about four or five of them, and, a minimum. Right, totally. And I just went through and tried to level them all up to five because I just really enjoyed the variety of all these different weapons. Yeah. For the most part, you know, there's obviously ones that are like the equivalent of a shotgun or equivalent mm. of an yeah. automatic Grenade rifle or whatever. And, yeah, yeah. And but a then lot there's of them some are that using... are really uh, creative yeah. and really different and unique. A lot of them are using the, uh, the, uh, the, the triggers, yeah. the kind of half pull on the trigger where... There's one that holding it down by half brings out this big shield in front of you and then pushing the trigger all the way down kind of like sends the shield out as a projectile. Yeah, so that, I guess, kind of that bit. So the main the main gameplay loop is either that shooting or there's like platforming and stuff, which we'll talk about in a second, but you've just reminded me of this, so I'll talk about it now. That gun didn't work properly for me. Really? And is one of the quite a large number of bugs that I had in this game. Right. It also didn't work for me. Like it, you'd have it out and then it would kind of not be equipped anymore and it'd yeah. go to a different weapon and you'd still have ammo and you'd try and swap back to it, yeah. but I it just, wouldn't let you swap back to it. I had that happen through enough fights that I just never, ever use it after trying right. about three or four times. Oh, that's so strange. That yeah. shield gun, yeah, didn't work properly. There's some bugs in this game mm. Is was my biggest problem with it by the end is that like yeah you get stuck on some of the 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 world sometimes like a weird amount for a yeah platformer as well it's got know. a bit of yeah it's a bit um we were saying this the other week it's a bit of that kind of reminds me of uncharted in the way that you can kind of accidentally mm. sort of it's so detailed that you can kind of fall into a little gap in the environment that's maybe like you're not meant to be able to get into but you kind of can't tell yeah the, and then I get. I just got stuck on weird little raised bits. Like while I was walking along, you'd just stop moving. Mm. And, there's and have a to bit where unlatch from it. Yeah, there's a bit where you're on like a. Um, without spoiling it, you're on like a bit of a timed thing where you're kind of meant to be like yeah. racing along this bit as quickly as you can. That's sort of appearing in front of you, and you can very easily go too fast for it and just fall <laughs> yeah. through so you just fall it. I did off. that too. So it's like, yeah. oh, I guess I kind of have to like stop and wait for it to. Yep. It's the whole thing is like, quick, you got to go as fast as you can, but just, just, just hold up. Just yeah. give me a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Don't go crazy here. And like, yeah, the game crashed a couple of times for me. Then after I finished it, it said the save data was corrupted and I've oh, not been able really? to tell if, I mean, I finished it, finished it. Yeah. yeah like yeah, that. True. So I probably wouldn't have gone back to it anyway, but so yeah, it's been a little, buggy and weird which is a shame makes sense it's sort of because insomniac have been making 
they made Spider-Man, Miles Morales and this in a three-year period. Yeah, crazy. Which is nuts. And also because... And the, the things that I loved about this game are pushing this new technology so far. Right. The the detail and the the yeah, the level of visual I don't want to say style because I don't like the style, but just like the detail, the textures, the I guess the lighting, the reflections yeah. are beyond anything I've seen in a game. They're yeah. really fucking impressive. You got like three different modes you can play it on. Yeah. Which yeah. is fidelity, um, uh performance or a mix. And so the mix is basically lower resolution, but ray tracing is on. Fidelity is higher resolution, ray tracing is on. And performance is the ray tracing is off, but the resolution's on. Which, yeah, I, I, yeah, I do not like, I hate having right. the option. I hate that part of my brain that's, you know, I commit to one and then I'm like, uh, but am I shortchanging myself by not having the frame rate up or by not having the fidelity? Mm, yeah. I kind of, I don't know. I mean, when you play stuff on a console, you kind of like, that's what you're in for, that you're just getting, yeah. you're getting like more of a curated experience. And I know that's just kind of going to be part of what this next gen is going forward. But yeah, I, I, I it's, it, it just bothers me that there's yeah. a little bit of me that just, I can't switch off that he's always thinking like, oh, maybe I've dip into the menu and change yeah. it for 10 minutes. I know what you mean. And I would say that maybe going forward, the best thing to do is that middle mode. Yeah. Always just choose the middle mode. Yeah. Yeah. It looks so fucking good with that. The animation is so nice running it. The really solid 60 frames yeah. per yep. second. The ray tracing stuff looks great. The lighting and everything. It is one of the most, if not the most impressive looking game that has ever been made. Yeah. Full stop. There's no disputing that. Um, and the other things that I liked about it that I think tie into it being a brand new release on a brand new console are the controls. The controls are fantastic. Yep. Like it moves beautifully. I guess, yeah, tying in with the frame rate. Um, the haptic trigger stuff, again, apart from, yeah, the one weapon that just didn't work. Right. Um, feels fantastic. Like The little I, rumbles as you walk are nice. Yep. Yes. As, as with Returnal, the feedback the environmental feedback coming through different surfaces feel yeah. different like the steps the little vibrations for the steps it does add a lot yeah and to, i think to making this uh, a triple a plus polished game mm. yeah other than those little bugs mm-hmm. uh which kind of dragged that down i completely agree that like the just the quality of everything is way fucking up there other than maybe in the writing, but like everything yeah. is. <laughs> Don't worry, well, so I'll say that a bit louder. Yeah. I think we'll get that. We'll get that last because we didn't yeah. kind of talk about. There's like a platforming element to it, so you're not just doing combat. Mm. It's also like a f- maybe eight or so levels that are like these kind of mini open world things that you're yep. exploring around and yep. jumping around and platforming around. And I found each of them so um, nice to look at and so different from one another that they were interesting and I was excited to get to the next one. Yeah, yeah I, think I was so torn. I wanted to do everything, like all the optional stuff right. as I was going along. Yeah, and um, finding that stuff is such a pleasure to, to, yeah, to move right. around these places and go and see all the little nooks and crannies. I really yeah. fucking loved that. And yeah, but I was every, also like, what's next? Yeah. Everything that they've decided to put in the game, yeah. they've executed at... A ten out of ten level, like the it's like oh this there's a desert world. It looks fucking great. All right. the little details, all the enemy types relating slightly in their skin, you know, on that world, you know, it's perfectly done. Yeah. Um, and there's just enough side stuff in each one of them where it is exactly the amount for me that was fun to find all of. Right. And all kind of varied and unique enough from each other that it didn't get repetitive. Yeah. And uh, so I did all of it and never felt. Like I was spinning the wheels a little bit. Yeah, some right. of them are like, just go around all the map and find these like 12 little things, which in another game would feel tedious. But mm. I 
I, I never cared because it's like, right. yeah, I want to explore every level of this swamp. Right. And there was something different to do at each one. Mm. Only a little bit different. Maybe it's like push these three switches, but here's the little kink in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, here's three more switches, but fast this time. So, And I think side stuff aside, the pacing of the actual main story is fantastic. Right. Yeah. And that as like it, that's not just side missions that includes mini games, you know, yeah. and, and different like characters having their own version of a level that yeah. is, you know, interesting because of that, what that angle adds to it. it. It reminded me a lot, even though it's obviously a pretty different game of Titanfall 2. Yes. Where yeah. it is this perfectly uh, paced campaign thing with introducing new ideas the whole way through and doing them just enough to make you go, great, let's move on, and then mm. it does. Yeah. Yes. And Which, speaking of in, in the Final Fantasy intermission, mm. like the the combat arenas that are just waves of enemies, this has a section like that. Yes. But again, the set dressing around it is all like contextual enough yeah. that it's like, yeah, I'm in this guy's like weird little gladi- gladi- gladiator arena that yeah. he's set up. Like it's, yeah, this well, is, this is f- fine. Fucking Invader Zim's yelling at me. Yeah. <laughs> Great. The, we should also talk about while we're talking technically about the polish of everything. So the, the setup that a lot of the story revolves around these kind of rifts in dimensions. So a lot of what you're doing is there's these little bonus areas that are kind of like mini levels that are just kind of like these little platforming segments. Little portals that you walk little through. Little portals. Mm-hmm. And so the Loading times and the ways that – and there's a, also one area where you're kind of switching back and forth between these um, good and sort of bad versions of the dimension. That was the very Titanfall 2 bit where right. I was like, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it feels – Using it to tell a story as well as yeah. add to yeah. gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it also feels like it's been – it reminds me a lot of Mario 64 and that it's been designed around this hardware and this, right. this – the PlayStation 5 has these short load times – and how can we build that into a game and show off how this actually changes mm. how games are played and the fun mechanical stuff that we can do with it? And this couldn't run on another console that couldn't mm. do those quick load times where it is so satisfying to probably not rip open a little portal and you can just see this whole other area on the other side of it and you just walk into it and you're there. There's no like going down a pipe or a brief mm. loading screen. Yeah, And um, then even between the different worlds because you play as two different characters, Ratchet and uh, Rivet. Mm-hmm. And you go between different worlds as them and you just get in your ship, you fly up and two seconds later you're at the other character on the other world. I also found frequently it'll go from a cutscene and the camera will kind of go around behind the character but it'll stop at maybe like a three-quarter angle and it would take me a couple of seconds to realise, oh, I'm just in control now. (laughs) Right. This has just gone straight from cutscene to me being and again it's like, oh, I can move. This isn't isn't all pre-rendered. This was all just – it's very subtly just like – Put me back in control, and it it really right. it, it really is the thing that I think sells how much more immersive you can make a game with this. Is it the SSD that's doing that? Yeah. Like the, the the like actually what you can do with it in the same way that Mario sixty four was designed around the the stick and being right. like, hey, you 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 couldn't play this game in any other way because you have to. I don't know technically. I mean, I've played some game builder garage, but I don't know <laughs> yeah. technically. Okay, let's defer to the experts, Tommy. <laughs> whether that is something that would be possible on a PS4 or not, I really don't. I, you'd assume not because it's not out on the PS4 and yeah. Miles Morales yeah. was. And yeah. I so think I, I I didn't do any of the side stuff. Right. And I found the... Because the, the Rift stuff was the big hook. Like, that was the thing that was the first trailer. It's not in it that much, hey. Mm. It reminded me of Bioshock Infinite 
which right. was sold as jumping into different parallel dimensions and pasts and things yeah. like that. And in that game, it ended up more being like, oh, you can make a, um, a, a ledge appear so you can swing off that ledge. Right. It was more just like things can appear or move around within a combat arena. You're, it's almost more of a hook shot, the, yeah, the main totally, rifts, where totally. you're just kind of zipping over to another part of the practical level. practical use of it for the majority of it. Like that thing yeah. that was in the, I think, the first reveal of it, there's a lot of it in the very beginning of the game where... You're, yeah. you know, you're oh, falling yeah. through this area, and then a, a rift opens up, and all of a sudden you're in the desert, and then you know you're in that for a little bit, and that, but it only, yeah, it does that very briefly. But it is, I mean, it is still in there, and it's a cool little set piecey kind of thing. Well, and you just go through the whole thing without seeing a loading screen. Yeah, and that exactly. is yeah. such a like. It isn't just a nicety. Yeah, it really yeah. adds to how invested and like enthralled by this game I ended up being because the actual game itself really brought me in. Partly because it had none of that barrier or time for me to go, oh shit, I should be doing this. Mm. And I got like a week of laundry I need to wash because. <laughs> yeah. But the thing, it is to the game's credit that it was able to bring me in that much because the story that is going on behind it isn't the best. Yeah. I, uh, do we have more positive things to say? Because yeah, I like, want to get them all out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it, yeah, we've covered pretty much all of it. It feels right. great to play, it, it looks fantastic. Uh, it genuinely looks like it doesn't just look like a DreamWorks movie. It looks like a, like the quality of the textures are like Pixar level. I it's crazy. Yeah, it, it's yeah. wild. It, I it, really it, hope yeah. that they do a little DLC or something for it. And it also, yeah, I, I really loved both those Spider-Man games too. I think this is really cemented Insomniac for me as a student. Yeah. The fact that they did all three of these more, not quite concurrently, but mm. I, you know, I, almost. Two and a half years, uh, basic from release of Spider Man, yeah, twenty eighteen. Yeah. Wait, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like two and a little bit more over a half yeah. years. They've yeah. brought out three fucking awesome games. Yeah, they are it's really pr- pretty much. Yeah, they're top tier now. Like they're yeah, yeah and I I can't wait to see what they do next. I yeah, I really hope that they do do like a little expansion uh, for this, which seems like maybe they will. Like yeah. another. Another couple of worlds or something would True, be fucking yeah, yeah. great. It's easy um, to plug those in because you're just flying around. Right. Yeah, and especially yeah. you would imagine that they've learned a lot about this new hardware mm. too through making this now. And and that's the other thing is like realising that like, yeah, this is a game that's out within the first six months of the console being out. And like this is, you know, as we've seen every console generation, like by the end of its life cycle, what developers have worked out they can get out of their hardware. And to think that this is potentially going to end up being one of the worst-looking PS5 yeah. games. Someone from Insomniac yeah. straight up said, like, we barely scratched the surface up right. with this. Like, right. this is kind of like a PS4 game that they cranked up a little, right. almost, you know? Like, it's not... they they Yeah, they were saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they'd know. <laughs> yep. But so, yeah, yeah the, the one... I think that this stuff doesn't bother you at all, Tommy. It only bothers you a little. I'm in the middle. For me, it really held me back from thinking of this as more than just like a fun platformer. Because it is it, very fun and it's a huge recommend from all of us, I think. Yeah, right, absolutely. The, yeah, the but, uh, but also w- the weird thing is it's like, like uh, you know, there's no, there's no one like on the fence who has access to this because it's been two weeks yeah. since it came out. He's like, might wait and see what the boys think. Either yeah, yeah, you've got a PS5 and you've bought this day one because otherwise why did you have a PS5 yet? Or you won't be able to get your hands on one for 18 months anyway. So Remember yeah. this when you do get one, that when it's on a, one of the sales that'll be up by then, it's really worth getting. It's and made yeah. me feel great about having one on it. Yes. Like, it's the yeah. thing that I was most excited. It was my most 
anticipated game of this year. Yeah. And it's it's lived up to it. As a fan yeah. of the first one, I, I think it does, yeah, so much better than that, well, the quote-unquote first one. The I think despite the fact that. Yeah. <laughs> and this, I, I want to say, like, this is not to dissuade anyone from playing it. No. Um, and it's not. Uh, just to be negative, this is, I think, just my taste yeah. and an observation. I think, and I think that there's nothing that the developers could have changed to make me feel differently about this because my issues are with the sort of generic nature right. of everything in the game. Ratchet does not feel like one of those iconic. You know, leading characters. It doesn't. Sure. Feel, it doesn't have to feel like a Mario or a Sonic, yeah. even. But it doesn't have even the personality or the distinctiveness of a Crash Bandicoot. Like a mm-hmm. Vex. What about a Vex <laughs> with two X's from the original Xbox? What about a Ty the Tasmanian Tiger? Exactly. Is he hitting at the level of a Voodoo Vince? He kind of looks like Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. Does it? You he know does what he actually bit. looks like? Mm. The Mason Kitsune logo that's on your yeah. T-shirt that you're wearing right a now. A Lombax. A Lombax. <laughs> it feels like a calculated mixture of a bunch of well-known characters. You know what's interesting? So you play as like his sort of interdimensional uh, version uh, called River. Yep. You actually end up playing as her for, I think, the majority well, of the game. Probably more than half, I think yeah. You, which, yeah. which feels to me she is, I think she's a much better character than Ratchet. Yes, agreed. And I think yeah. they know that, that Ratchet, because this series is so old now, yeah. is kind of rooted in that, like, of the... When did this series start? Like, early 2000s? 2001 like, or two. The, it, that real of that time, exactly what you're saying, amalgamation, right. mascot, kind of like faux chewed kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Daxter were contemporaries. Yes. yes. And Jack and Daxter... Uh, they it was the same thing where it was just like yeah, this elf guy and weird little ferret, right? But I, and the the robot Clank, I like. Yeah, I don't mind the robot. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind Ratchet. Right, but it just everything about the game. Yeah, like I was saying before, it's all executed better than I've ever seen in this type of game before. But right. it's like. The enemies are just robots with orange glass on the top. Mm-hmm. I know the, what you mean. The levels are like they look beautiful, but you've seen. All of them in games that have already come out, stylistically and aesthetically. Like, there's no binding overall thing that is like, this is totally unique to Ratchet and Clank. I think that that's very, yeah, you're spot on. That didn't, that didn't uh, resonate for me as much because the in the reboot one, because it is a, a remake of the very first one from 2001. I found all of that stuff to be. Way more bothersome. Like it's right. it's even worse in that one. Right. Like the main en- the main race of alien enemy enemy are called like the Blurg or something. It's just right. real first draft cartoon alien stuff. Which so I think this the game is-, is trying to be a little bit parody. You know what I mean? Like not. It's not. Yeah. But I think the the idea is that it's presenting itself like a B movie ish. Like it's yeah. being silly about it. Yeah. Yeah. But it isn't funny. This one for me yeah. isn't. It's still not great, but it is. I think going into it having that association of the reboot one, right. it's a million times better than right. that, and it's still not great. But like yeah. the kind of the monk things, the like the little whatever they mm. are, the, the those weird the little guys, guys, like mm. yeah, this is, and the like, little pterodactyl thing that you fly around on. There's yeah. there's enough. Those little those little furball guys. Yeah, that are like were, sort yeah. of they all are, the same person but different. They are like weird. light yeah. years. Away from right. the the level of creativity which is in the reboot, which is basically yeah, right. non-existent. So at least that I was kind of like, I, I personally, having had that experience, I was pleasantly surprised. But I agree with you that overall, it's all just a bit like 
Yeah. yeah. I think so too. The planets are just called Glaxoxygean. Yeah. And yeah. like it, it is all a, a bit not memorable. Yeah. But I didn't think it was bad. I And that wasn't so much the problem because I think it visually looks so nice that that carries that sort of maybe generic design of it very far. Right. But... Like, especially when the main character, the enemy is called Dr. Nefarious. Like, <laughs> right. you know what they're kind of doing. They're yeah, doing yeah. Saturday morning cartoon thing. And I think the reason that it um, bugged me so much is because, like, mechanically, everything is not a, a, a parody or a yeah. step down from a legitimate thing. Like, the execution is fantastic. It's like, so, what if... And, what and it's if, so creative. Like, all of those ideas that we talked about, like, in the level design and stuff like that, is so much more creative than the core canon yeah. and, and yeah. story and narrative it, and characters of Ratchet and Clank. It's like if Wedding Crashes had the best cinematography of any film totally, that ever been right, made. Totally, right, totally. Like, imagine if Wedding Crashes looked incredible. <laughs> right. Yeah. They but, invented 4K yeah. back yeah. in, like, 2002. Yeah, it's... I feel like they... Probably by this point, and you can feel them wanting to break out of the constraints of mm. um, of, of this franchise that is that in terms of its character design and its vibe is really showing its age by introducing yeah this other character who yeah. you play as the, for the majority of it yeah and the and the, the little furry guys it feels like it's them trying to break out of that box but they still are hampered by having to you know they probably Sony aren't keen on them quite yet going here's a brand new IP. It's like, no, it needs to have this kind of legacy thing because that sort of seems what they're – Sony are really trying to position themselves as at the moment. It's like, look at all our, you know, great brands that we've had over the years. And I think all of that stuff is fine, especially because it keeps showing up in these really interesting, like, scenarios Mm. through the game. I think the writing for me was the disappointing bit off of the back of those Spider-Man games, which I thought were good. Right. For, for like, writing in a superhero video game, Spider-Man and Miles Morales have to be – Maybe at the top. Yeah, I yeah. think the 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 line by line dialogue in those games is is good. I still didn't yeah. like the stories as much as you guys did in those Spider Man games, but in terms of characters talking to each other, yeah, very very good. And that is the bit that I don't think this game does well at all. Yeah. I think that the actual text is boring. I think it's. Uh, I don't know if there's a style for this, uh, a name for this style of writing, but I'd like to coin one here, if I may. <laughs> okay. Um, well, that just happened. Core. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> If we could get that going as yeah. a short, quote unquote, shorthand for this mm-hmm. style of dialogue, it's very yeah. that. It's not, it's not like offensive, but it's just you know, it's just like especially when you're running around in a level and Ratchet and Clank will be kind of like chatting to each other, and it's just like there's just little, there's just little bits of offhand sides where you're like, is not, that not awesome? Is like this the, the best you could. It's like this mm. is just a throwaway line. It's like, like how did you sit down and write that and think we got this? I was about we to say we don't got this. Like we need to write a little bit better. They do lean into this being a self-aware version of sort of generic tropes in some cases. Yeah. But then they say the line, we got this, and there's no wink. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. It's and like it, and that the, was the line they thought was cool to say then. Yeah. You're right. But it's not terrible, and it is kind no. of written so that children can play it and watch it as well. So and you've got to give it a bit of... And that's what's popular. You know, that's all Marvel movies. Totally, are absolutely. That kind of dialogue now, right? But not... So. The, the Marvel movies aren't as bad as that. No. Usually. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. that that is like Mass Effect Andromeda and shit like that. It's right, sub right. Marvel movies. Yes, yeah. the Marvel movie thing is that every character is like uh Robert Downey Jr.'s personality. Which right. is genuinely charismatic and funny and has quips, but I think the issue with Marvel is they're all the same. Yeah. Um 
I think the thing that I kept sort of coming back to in the back of my mind is that this is a game that's meant to be playable by people between the ages of 10 and 100. You it know? is a yeah. Saturday morning cartoon thing. Yeah. That yeah. is why a lot of that stuff that isn't the most engaging thing for men in their 30s to be, you know? Right. Like, yeah. And it totally was an incredibly engaging game. But just the story isn't as good as Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. favourite movie is a 30s man. Yeah, there totally. are little flourishes here and there that I that I did really... Like, I thought the monks were kind of cool. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I love those little puzzle levels you play through as Clank as well. Oh, yeah. Give, like, they a might specific have been my favourite. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when Clank... You and the, again, this is in all the press material for the game, so this isn't a spoiler. You and Ratchet and Clank get kind of separated, so they spend a lot of the game apart. Yeah. And Clank, every time he's talking to people about Ratchet, he right. seems to have like a bit of a crush on him. Totally. Where he's he like loves the way Ratchet. he's, yeah. which I again, I was like, that's really sweet and endearing. When he's like, you know, people are like, what's Ratchet like? And he's like, oh, he's just the best in this yeah, like yeah. weird kind of like. Niles from Frasery kind yeah. of like affectation this, that yeah. he has. Like I really liked all that. <laughs> His little yeah. laugh is cute. Yeah, the yeah. voice acting is all really good too. Even yes. if like yeah, the would, yep. particulars of the design and the writing aren't top fucking notch. Yeah. Or they're boring at times. Yeah. But the uh, performances are all really good. And I think the most interesting aspect to the game story-wise and character-wise is the split stuff. The yeah. stuff where the characters get split up, yes. re- reunite. And you develop an alternate Ratchet and an alternate Clank and they're great. They're very interesting. And I will acknowledge that a lot of the, oh, we're in a different universe and everything is a bit weird was lost on probably all of us because we don't have experience with the rest of the series. Yeah, yeah, there were some characters who had alternates, side characters where I'm like... There's like the pirate guy. It's like, what, he's French in this universe? It's like, yeah. was he not? I yeah. <laughs> the the quark. Like, yeah. I don't he's know the main one in the, to be like. Yeah, he's the main one in the reboot. And he's right. kind of a Zap Brannigan-y sort sure. of dude. Uh, yeah, it's... it's Yeah, it, it's all... I mean, it's a testament to the rest of how fun all the rest of it is that, yeah, like you were saying, it it it's, it's a shame that all that stuff isn't a little... Tighter and it's to the just, same level, the but story it is still isn't so quite there fun. as mm. much as it was for their Spider-Man games, especially. So yeah. that's right. the only reason it was that notable to me because it was a step below what I've seen from this studio. Yeah, you know? but these aren't uh, criticisms that change this from a ten out of ten to an eight out of ten. Nah. These are personal taste, taste based things, exactly. Yes. And this is good a 10 lord. Out of 10. The game is fun. Yeah, absolutely. This I is haven't 10- watched the IGN review yet, but I'm positive that they were frequently laughing out loud at the dialogue. <laughs> is what I would discover if I did delve I've into s- what they had to say. I've I actually didn't see any of the reviews. It's like sevens and eights. Really, from a lot of people. Yeah, really. I it was going to do. Yeah, it's on like 83 on Metacritic. I kind of yeah. thought it'd be higher. I will say one okay. quick thing about the switching between characters that I think is great, where it's just. It, in terms of um, what you're unlocking and, and the skills and everything, they basically function as the same character. Right, so the, yes. the weapons yes. that you buy and the skills that you unlock and everything. That all carries across. Which is yeah. a great decision to not have totally. it be like, oh, I haven't, I've got to do all different stuff. You, yeah. They basically, mecha- they're mechanically, they're exactly the same character. That it's was just a pleasant a, surprise yeah. when yeah. I realised that. Definitely. Uh, that's yeah. a great decision, which I, I guess they, you know, in their head they're like... How's this going to work mm. logically? But they like, just, who cares? Fuck off. Yeah. yeah, it's the game. We're but going like, through dimensions and shit. Fucking get over it. Yeah, <laughs> the game, right. game's fun as hell, and I reckon almost everybody would find it fun. Yes, yeah. agreed. Yeah. So, what yeah. more? What more could you want? Hmm? Um, what more could you want? Well, now that? that I've finished it, I'll tell you what more I want. I more Ratchet and Clank. I want to hit the links on Friday. That's what I want to do, brother. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mario <laughs> Golf is out next week. Yeah, I've had a stressful time jumping around the dimensions, mm. shooting robots. I want to relax. Yeah. 
on the fairway. Brother, I'm moving house on the weekend. Cannot oh, yeah. wait to fire up the old uh, nine iron. Yep. What the hell is going on with My that fucking watch? watch keeps fucking talking <laughs> when no one says anything. I, I don't think it's getting picked up in the mic, but yeah. it's so annoying. I'm going to... Break it. Okay. It sounds like it's already broken. It's probably an overreaction <laughs> yeah. as well and just turn it off in the settings. Oh, wow. We've blown out the timer on this one, so we'd better wrap it up. Yeah. Right. Uh, for another week, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah. Filthycasuals.com.au. Uh, get onto the YouTube page. We're putting more and more videos up there. Go watch our uh, Tie the Tiger thing because we had a lot of fun doing it. Also, Operation Tango. I don't know if we mentioned that on this I episode. I don't remember, yeah. It's a new co-op thing. You play it online. Yep. Uh, you guys are sort of solving puzzles, hacking puzzles and whatnot. On the different screens with yeah. different stuff to do and you're kind of watching both um, yeah yeah, yeah. very in the control room yeah more, more stuff going up on that youtube and we're trying out some different things with it so go yeah. subscribe to it and watch stuff there and like videos and comment it really helps us out hey yeah. subscribe too it's the one thing you didn't mention Go i did subscribe. say subscribe did you i said that first okay it's maybe the main I, thing maybe i wasn't listening then <laughs> i think that's way more likely <laughs> you can rewind yeah. the tape and hear me say the word subscribe i think we'll we'll still do the series like let's play series and things yeah. like that but and all the stuff for patreon getting one of the videos yeah. a week early stands of course. But. Um, but just doing more, more different stuff, more unique one-off things. Yeah. Um, thanks to everyone who watched our like E3 reaction video and our, um, the trailer trailer we did a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Um, yeah, we're just trying to do a bit more of that stuff because it's really fun. And it's a good thing to be able to share with people who don't necessarily listen to the podcast. Yeah. Be able to go, hey, look, here's this fun video that's separate. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Reddit, my friend made this. <laughs> <laughs> so that just happened. Uh, we've also got the Patreon. You get a bonus episode every week mm. where we talk about other stuff in popular culture. Head over there and check that out. Uh, we've got the premium Bandcamp episodes uh, that you can get as well. Filthycasuals.com.au for all that stuff. Guys, thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. We really did got this. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 